Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, niggas and friends. I'm Ricky Smiley. And I am Sade. Shout out to Ricky Smiley. Paved the way for so many of us. Uh, this is The Read, another week here in podcast land. Thanks for coming back. That's right. We're or ready. Joining for the first time, if you are if yeah. people still doing it. I don't really know. You might just be getting it. Either way, thank you for listening to Thanks The Read. for coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> Roller coaster of a week already. It has been a motherfucker, boy. Woo, shit. And it is simply Monday. God damn, talk. (laughs) This whole year already, I'm like, is it May? What, bitch? It's literally January still. How? Well, girls, let's start things off with some black excellence as we do. Black Enterprise reported this story last, late last year. I saw it on Because of Them We Can earlier today. And this is, um, story of the first and only black woman owned beef jerky brand wow what how has has jerky made it into your life at any point well it always has been a part of my life growing up in oklahoma louisiana beef jerky is in just about every store you could possibly visit so yes but i had no idea black woman had her own well marjorie's beef jerky is the name the title oh lord Michelle Timberlake, and she's the founder of this company that's inspired by her mom, who taught her, inspired her, and told her, you gonna own your own beef jerky brand one day. Her mama's face <laughs> can be found on the bags. They're emblazoned with a fanciful M that I love so much. Yes, God. And, um... <laughs> Says she said it took 27 years for someone to give me that break by believing in me, and now I am here with the biggest, tastiest beef jerky that money can buy. She also said, even okay. if you've never tried beef jerky or if beef jerky is not your thing, to get in because she's got that jerk that's gonna change your mind. Okay, and I was just about to say, you know, much as I love supporting black girls and black businesses, beef jerky has never been my shit. It's just dried out salted meat, so it's like it's just good. I mean, yeah, it's like meat gum. Like, yeah, I will chew this. But, I love it, <laughs> but. Of course you do. It's tasty. Oh no, you do love beef jerky. I, I have do. seen you with them big ass strings sure of it. Do. <laughs> 
You have to order some then. I love it. You have to try I'm it. I'm absolutely going to. You should. Um, her mother passed away, but her father uh, stepped in after her mom's passing to help her with the business. And they've got barbecue sauce recipes that, are, you know, could be jumping into future jerky products. I think maybe his specific recipe. And um, yeah, I just thought that was dope. I really like the stories of um, black people who are like the firsts or who are making really great um strides Mm -hmm. in companies that we may not even normally think about you know like a beef jerky business or like the best i don't know denim shoelace i don't know (laughs) (laughs) whatever just whatever thing that you're doing that's doing niggas are just innovative um also i'm gonna give black excellence to reggae artist coffee for winning best reggae album okay at the grammy yeah first woman youngest winner of the category. First woman? Yeah. Holy shit. That's what I read. God damn. I think she's 19. Wow. <laughs> Raptor is an amazing project. I just, I adore this kid. So okay. I was really excited about that story. And her tiny desk is perfect. It's literal perfection. I love tiny desk. Tiny desk is fantastic. It's so good. It's so great good. Show. <laughs> um, coffee's great. Loved uh, Lizzo's mm-hmm. Lettuces, Tank in the Bangers, Tank in the Bangers. Oh, we on the same page, and um, <laughs> like a ton. Like anyway, so many people have good, just have dive in. great ones. I feel like the baby had one that was probably, great. Um, <laughs> probably did. I didn't really watch the Grammys. Uh, oh, I did. I was steeped in my feelings um over Kobe Bryant's untimely death and that of his child and the other families I'm going to mention in a second um and I said you know what rather than look at the internet I've been doing this for a while for mm-hmm. like years yeah when there's like a huge tragedy especially a um like a celebrity death mm-hmm. uh I if I feel compelled or obligated or whatever to share my you know words of yeah. Uh, consideration and, and prayers and things of that nature. I'll just do that real quick. And I st- spend as little time on the internet as I can. Yeah. Because the girls cut up. I can't deal with a lot of the choices y'all make <laughs> when discussing these <laughs> that things. That is a very valid point. So I said, I'm going to jump on Netflix anyway and get into something. And then I just realized that I had just the night before finished the new season of Sex Education and literally cried because that thing that was finished not because the ending was sad Mm -hmm. but because I couldn't watch any more of it (laughs) and so now I'm like all right I'm sad because of this I can't watch Sex sex Education to make me feel better so I just jumped back into the office because I actually had never finished that got you so um (laughs) okay here we are into the in the today of things with feelings and 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 the like so let's talk about our hot tops uh need for seed I gross have um gross (laughs) not much but Okay. okay so obviously everyone's been talking about um Kobe Bryant passing his daughter Gianna who was mm-hmm. 13 years old ridiculous I can't think about it I mean so I got up brushed my teeth cracked my phone open mm-hmm. look at Instagram and I saw uh, the first thing is a photo of Kobe Bryant in that where he's like cradling that finals trophy oh yeah and I was like, oh, maybe it's Kobe Bryant's birthday. I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, Kobe Bryant. Cool. And then I scrolled down and the next picture was him. And so then I was like, 
Usually when I see like yeah. a person back to back randomly on Instagram, the first thought that my mind goes to is, are they okay? What happened? And the next picture was him. And the, and the crazy thing is like most of those, I think the report had just happened. So most of those pictures didn't really have captions because almost everyone at that point was like, I don't know what to say right now. Right. So the third one I saw was something that said, rest in peace. And I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Right. So that was like, I was already pretty like fucked up when I read about that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until maybe a few, like 20 or so minutes later that I read, read that Gianna was on the plane too. And I mean, on the helicopter. And I'm like, no, that's not what today is going to (laughs) be. Surely not. Right. Yeah. Um, John Altabelli, his wife, Carrie and daughter, Alyssa. Um, and they have two other kids. I know. So it actually got worse. Christina Mauser, one of the assistant coaches for the like Mambas girls mm-hmm. basketball team. Um, Ara Zabayan was the pilot. And I think Kobe's private pilot. Probably. Um, Sarah and Peyton Chester. Peyton, one of the best. Like even talking about it now, it's like I feel like I could cry because it's just... The thing that I took away from it was just a reminder about how incredibly finite and precious life mm-hmm. is and to just cherish it and put petty shit to the, the side and just, you know, appreciate life and love in every breath that we have. But it was just like, man, I can't imagine what these families have to like, you know what I mean? Cause they were just in a helicopter, I think going to a, a basketball game yeah, or, 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 something, or, or something, something like yeah. that. And so you're just thinking, okay, you, your family's going to do what they always do or whatnot. And, and then this, and not only that, like for the families, like the, the Chester family and the Altabelli family, like all of those people, they also have to then deal with the magnitude of this, the coverage mm-hmm. of all of this shit and, and people who you don't even know. Listen, right. I was too much. All the way in my feelings. It's too much. I went to the gym yesterday. Like, you know, maybe I'll I'll throw some weights around and get some endorphins and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. even in between, all of the TVs in in the gym are all set to the of news course. and all of that. There's literally like I saw some people really emotional in the gym. I cried in the gym because that's where I saw this video of Doc Rivers. Oh, that was sad. I'm like, why do y'all have a camera in this man's... I'm going to get to that. Anyway, right. So anyway, um, incredible tragedy. I I mean, I don't even have anything else to say about it. But just um, hopefully these families uh, feel the love surrounding them and Mm, can find whatever way to like move forward Mm -hmm. through all that. Because I just can't imagine... Any of that shit. I'm already like really sensitive about um, the the short length of life and the distance that I'm living in away from my immediate family and stuff like that. So too much. Yeah, but it was rough. Yesterday was a rough day for a lot of people. Like my cousin is the biggest Kobe Bryant stand I've ever met since we were kids. He is like 
just <laughs> as much as a straight man can love another straight right. man, that is how my cousin feels about Kobe Bryant. And often when they're athletes, it's a it's a lot and of my love. cousin was also an athlete and coaches high school basketball and has a daughter around Gianna's age. Yeah. And so losing and yesterday was my cousin's birthday. So Kobe dying on his birthday was just it was too much. And there are countless people who have that same story. It's countless people who were affected by this, partly because Kobe's so young, only 41. That like 41 is so like young. <laughs> like you still had so much more shit that you could have done. Nigga just won an Oscar and all this shit. Like, and then throwing in there Gianna, who is only 13, and we've seen all these videos of her recently, and she's really developing into a great basketball star. And already talking about how she wants to go to UConn. Absolutely. She was about to fuck everybody up. And it was evident from the beginning. Like, and then to hear about other kids on the plane and other parents and some children out there just lost their whole families. And then thinking about Vanessa and Natalia and how they just lost, like Natalia, I'm thinking like this girl is 17 years old and just lost her little sister and her father. Like it's too much. At once. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Vanessa's got a three-year-old and a fucking infant to take care of yeah. in addition to the 17-year-old. And she just lost her husband who she's been with since she was 17 years old yeah. and her 13-year-old daughter. Like, no, bitch, I would crumble. It's just like the thought of it is too much. I saw a tweet from someone um, that said um, there is like a community of mothers that know what it's like to like fight to know it's like to try not to die mm. after things like this Damn. like the the feeling of of like i don't know what i don't know how to live right. i don't know life right now right so all i can do is take one breath in and, and let one out because I, I don't have shit else for y'all right now right I, but yeah hearing about that little girl being hospitalized because of her panic attacks or her whatever her asthma or whatever was going on like just because of what had happened and then hearing that she had to find out on social media vanessa found out on fucking instagram or whatever like yeah tmz <sighs> it's not even just tmz like it really is like how does that information get to tmz because the you, people uh, work in the scene leak that exactly shit. because they leak it there's no other way so like why how, how is how is this news if you want to call it that source yeah getting this information before these people's family because we've gotten to the place where people would rather get a check or a payout or whatever than be considerate of human, human decent and it's simply because they're famous this would not have been you know world shattering news if they weren't famous we get that but like y'all literally sold out this woman's humanity you, you literally told TMZ who told the world before she could find out herself that her husband and child was gone. And then two seconds later, like, it's nothing. See what Ariana Grande wore at right. the Grammys. Pre-recorded pre red just carpet. Just whoop whoop. Like, you literally don't give a fuck. It was just too much. It was a lot going on. And I'm one of those people who definitely liked Kobe a lot more after he retired. Mm. I, was a not, I was not a fan of the big, you know, um, best basketball star in the world. You know, just like extra braggadocious and huge ego and all that. Like, I know that's what they do, but I don't care for it. Mm. so after he retired and he seemed to like really mellow the fuck out and he was interested in like being a dad and that sort of shit I was like okay this is what I rock with so I just felt like damn Kobe probably felt like I'm finally not working all damn day every day traveling all the time I get to be with my kids he was literally taking helicopters because he was spending so much time in LA traffic and wanted to get to the kids faster wanted to pick them up from school and shit like that so it's like god damn yeah. it's just too much like Lord you could have took my sorry ass daddy instead why did you take Kobe 
Kobe Bryant, a daddy who like loved his kids and whose kids loved him back, who was like such an important figure to so many people. It just it's terrible and it defies explanation. Well, my continued prayers will be with everybody involved and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, because I just cannot imagine. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. The pain. Um, it's got to be too much. Let's move on to some lighter, messier stuff. Okay, I'm let's ready. Let's try to get the laughs going yeah, or whatever. ghetto shit, it's time. Well, as if West Hollywood was not already the gets. <laughs> oh, Lord. Apparently, one Nicki Minaj and Meek Milstifer ran into one another. Meek Milford. Please! Ran no. into one another at Maxfield in WeHo this past Grammy weekend. I was weekend. praying this was fake. Oh, no. Oh, no. It took all the place. Oh, God. Okay. So, Nikki was in there with um, her husband, Mr. Petty. And um, I read that Meek Mill had already been in there with, like, a huge crew of niggas, as yeah, rap niggas sense, right. often are. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read that Nikki was just in there with her husband, which also sounds accurate and there are conflicting stories as to how this raucous began (laughs) oh god but 
again, Truth Maybe Zero got their hands on some footage of yelling and all sorts of blackness. <laughs> and uh, I just realized the Truth Maybe Zero is. Yeah. <laughs> you get on my nerves. So there's a lot of assumption when it comes to who's saying what mm-hmm. in terms of the two men. But there's lots of shouting about um, not being able to speak to someone else one-on-one. Someone allegedly says, you can't say anything to her at all no more. Now, what I know I heard was Nicki Minaj yelling the following. Oh, Lord. It's 50 people outside. We're good. I also heard her yell um, something like, you don't, you can't handle my man by yourself or something like that because you're a pussy ass bitch and I also heard oh God. you got a bunch of people around you and you'll still get fucking rocked somebody a rapper Wretch is his name That's I had never name. heard of this nigga like you know Wretch means to puke yeah do you know that it's like the sound you make right before you up check yeah. and it's always made me laugh as well <laughs> I've always found the word wretch funny, especially because you can also call someone a wretch. Mm-hmm. I believe that one has the, yeah. word, the letter W at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's also a verb. Yeah. It's a very country word to say, mm-hmm. way of saying reach. <laughs> but, so it's a lot going on here with wretch. <laughs> either way. All right. He took a photo, a selfie with both of these niggas. Well, he took a selfie with Nikki, um, who apparently originally thought that he was one of Meek Mill's friends. So she was like... <laughs> the fact that she didn't even know who this nigga was! Of course she didn't. Did you? <laughs> so she was ready to get busy with that motherfucker until she found oh out that like, he doesn't know them. No, I and she love was like, it. oh yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> and went into her Barbie voice, took a quick selfie with the doll. I was gonna say, because she looked like she's meeting a Barb. She got the, the duck lips and yeah, everything. She looked like she's meeting a fan. And um, I loved it. I mean, she was. She so. was, right. <laughs> She was. There's that. Now, I don't know why this needed to happen, and it's kind of unfortunate that it did. I'm just glad that it didn't go anywhere besides, Mm -hmm. you know, boisterous yelling and and whatnot. And, um, you know, as far as the two of them getting physical, you know, some people were blaming the the issue on a song that Meek Mill released, I think, last year, maybe before then. I don't know. But... There's a a part of the song where he says something along the lines of, um, how you with this nigga now? He wear Balenciagas with bootcut jeans and basically flaming <laughs> it. Is the problem the combo or the bootcut jeans? I think it's the both of them. Okay. I do. Okay. I think most of the blame lies within the boot cut. Okay. Because um, the boot cut sounds, it sounds shady. Yeah, I, I think that's where the problem is. Really, nigga, boot cut? Um... And someone unearthed a photograph of Mr. Petty wearing bootcut jeans. Of course they did. This nigga saw one picture of Kenneth Petty in bootcuts and Balenciagas and he never let it go. He claims that it wasn't even about that nigga, that he's had other exes since then. But that's what people are claiming that, you know, this is all. I just find it interesting that they happen to all be in the same little shop at the same time. Yeah, I mean... 
Kind of. Actually, first I thought it was a restaurant. I don't know why. It's like a boutique. Because niggas there. love arguing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's only certain people. I've never even heard of Maxfield's, Maxwell's. Don't know what it's called. I mean, it's just one of those boutiques. That right, exactly. Shit. So yeah. I figure, you know, it's like $300 white V-necks and I don't have time for that. <laughs> right. I'm not going exactly. in there any damn way. That's why we don't know So her. of course y'all ran into each other at some ridiculous boutique yeah. in West Hollywood because the rest of us are not going to that bitch. We got time for that. Um, you know, I, Nikki said she's not talking to y'all hoes no more. Good. And Her I love it. Her man is going to do it. Good. And you know what? That nigga looks like he dreams about kickboxing. And I feel like the he least, does. the least you could do is, is know how to be somebody ass for this. For this yeah. Woman. You know what I mean? She's taking a lot of shit to be with you. She's gone through a lot to be your lawfully wedded wife. So. I would have loved to just be the cashier in that, that place. Hell yeah. Especially at this stage in my Hell life. Because yeah. I know that I would have been giving them the straight Daria face the entire time until me who was escorted out and I'm turning to Onika like... So, like I said, that'll be $7.99.99 plus tax, uh, cash card. I don't know what you walked in here with. Right. But, so, um, whatever you got, bitch, because the, the bag ain't going to pay for itself. Who's next? Um, next? Did you want to get that gift card for your husband as well? Or did you, what, because... Can I wrap this? Was My you break started like I can put this in a ten box. minutes. It's really no problem, and I planned on leaving in three. I can so do that. Ain't no issue at all. Let can me know. we be done? This box is in the back. I can do that. Um. So today on tooted or rebooted? Guess what's coming back? Three's company. No, but it's only a matter of time before Three's Company comes back, starring Zac Efron, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> And I don't know. Well, who do the girls like? Dua Lipa. <laughs> Bitch. It's on its way. CBS All Access. Dua Lipa. Um, How random. <laughs> no, so they're rebooting Punked. Um, oh, no. Don't bring that back. That show has celebrity shook. That celebrity prank show once hosted and produced by Ashton Kutcher for MTV. It is returning, starring... Chance the Rapper. Oh, God. Because he is likely the only black rapper who could get away with some shit like this. Truly. Chance the Rapper is like the only nigga that can rap about getting his dick sucked and be on like Doc McStuffins. And nobody bats an eyelash or asks a question. Like we all act like Chance is so ultra Christian and I'm like, are we sure though? (laughs) Are y'all sure though? He will be like Millie rocking with Elmo and everybody's cool with Mm -hmm. it and then he's like talking about you know, motorboat and big buck cheeks and like... we're all just like, yep. And other random things like you know, his auntie's mac and cheese recipe sure. like I, I have no problem with chance he's like, a little scamp I, he's a little scamp <laughs> he is that's why I love that yeah that's how he can get away with this so the the program's coming back exclusively on Quibi Quibi, Quibi I told you Quibi is lining up with the girls they got a bunch of shit coming ain't that the same network that's doing Chrissy Teigen's uh, court show her I fake court so. show yeah Creepy's trying to be fun. They released a little teaser of the new punt um, with a clip of Megan Thee Stallion already <gasps> queued up. No, they didn't get my girl. <laughs> so she's in one of these things. It's supposed to premiere on the mobile app platform on April 6th. So you've got time to decide whether or not you want to have anything to do with this or whether you're going to bootleg it. Also coming to Queeby, I've read are shows starring Offset and Kiki Palm. 
Why? Yes. <laughs> Offset show skirt with Offset is coming to you live and direct. That is the name of it. So, bitch, don't look at me like I Are named you it serious? because I didn't come up with the name. Oh. The name of the program is skirt with approximately two or three R's <laughs> in betwixt the rest of the let's. <laughs> Oh my God, this is carpool karaoke. I mean, so the nigga's basically going to be linking up with other famous motherfuckers and talking to them about their uh, favorite expensive cars that they own and how much they loved being rich enough to buy it or whatever else. Because he loves cars. So this is Pimp My Ride. But without the pimping without the part. pimping of the ride, okay, sure. the ride comes pimped, and just you just talk about, about how rich you are. Your wealth. Okay, all right, yeah, sure. yeah. I so, want to see that as a brokey. For those of us who love being inspired by uh, niggas far richer than us, that's right, and being told what it is that we should be spending our hard-earned money on. That's for you. And yeah. as far as Kiki Palmer... <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> as far as Kiki Palmer, she is um, going to be hosting a revival of Singled Out. Now, I... I loved Singled Out. I was hoping that you would, I d- would meet I me I loved here. it. I, I loved Singled Out. don't remember enough of Singled Out oh, to yes. have an opinion. Oh, man. So my grandma had cable. You know, my mama did not. That's how they do it. And yeah. so... <laughs> And so, and she lived right next door to my high school. So all of us throughout the years would just go to Meemaw house during lunch break or whatever else because she lived right next door to school. Mm-hmm. And so she had cable. So I would watch all the filth that I could not watch at home. Single Dad was one of those shows. Yeah. And it was Jenny McCarthy before yep. she started this autism scare that I will never forgive this bitch for. <laughs> she is the reason people do not vaccinate their children because they're scared of autism, which, first of all, your children are not autistic because of vaccines. And Did secondly... I would rather my child be autistic than get some crazy random disease because they did not get fucking vaccinated. Even if they did cause autism, which they do not. <laughs> I mean, I see what? Say, <laughs> did you see the thread of this bitch talking about how vaccine vaccinations give babies Alzheimer's? Get the fuck out of here. What? No, Jenny McCarthy. Not, not Jenny that. McCarthy. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, all right, time to sue this bitch. Time to sue. How babies go get Alzheimer's is forgetting. You can't remember. You can't forget what you never knew. And if we just could latch on to that piece of information. If we could just... Some girl, some random girl... Oh, she's not famous. No, no, no. Not a famous person. (laughs) Again, I just logged on to Twitter and I thought, you know, let me scroll through my mentions. Bitch! The very first thing I see is people talking about babies with Alzheimer's and it was linked back to this girl. No! I guess she's anti-vaxxer, an anti-vaxxer or whatever you call them. I mean, it's a lot of dumb hoes who are opposed to vaccines because they think they cause um, fucking uh, autism. Erica. Erica did the same thing. Love and hip-hop Erica. Erica Dixon? Yes. I think she just had twins recently. Yes, she did. So she said something about how her kids are eight months old and they've never been vaccinated and they've never been sick. Like... But... Girl, they're eight months old, sis. Like, literally just you got just here, girl. Give them a it. chance to marinate. And also, like, bitch, it's mumps, measles, rubella, all kind of shit that your kids can get. Like, you don't give a fuck. Ah, oh, crazy. Anyway. You bitches. As far uh, as Singled Out is concerned, this show ran from 95 to 98. I just I, know, I vaguely remember I googled it. babies with Alzheimer's. Google does not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
No. They have no idea what I'm Because it doesn't about. make any fucking sense. This was a Twitter thread. I saw like a million people making jokes about this because of what this girl said and the ridiculousness of it. Um, okay. Woo. Glory. But I do remember Jenny McCarthy being on this show and being yep. absolutely insane. Yep. And all I remember is like, they would like pick stuff and then a whole bunch of people would walk off. Like it was like, it was almost like, guess who? But yes, dating? so it was like a round, it was like rounds of meeting people. Yeah. And you never got to see them. That was the thing. Right. But they also usually didn't catfish you. This was pre catfish. Yeah. So, but basically you would just like answer these questions or whatever, get chose for the next round and then go on and on until you met this person. Then you're all supposed to go on a date. But also before social media. So we had no way of keeping up with these people right. post airing of the show, which I'm sure most of the contestants are very glad about. Well, the gag um, is going to be hosting this revival for Queenie. Good. Good for her. Alongside comedian Joel Kim Booster. Singled out was Jenny McCarthy and um, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I was going to say some random white man who I don't remember. Um, I feel like I mostly remember him from doing MTV stuff. Um, yes, same. <laughs> Literally for that. And um, I read on Variety, the reimagined version will seek to show that, quote, anyone and everyone can find love no matter their sexual preference. Good luck with that, girls. What, but so if, if, I, if I'm not complete, I mean, back in the late 90s, this was still a little, you know, verboten. But I feel like there were queer people, at least one or two episodes. Like it doesn't. Oh, yeah. MTV was pretty early. This is going to be a lot gayer. Yeah, probably. yeah, probably. Yeah. I think MTV was one of the first like big networks I remember yeah. that would be like, and here's the gay one. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so. I remember them running one of the first anti-gay ads I ever saw where people were saying like into a into a camera that's so gay that's fucking queer or whatever oh yeah and then some gay boy crying like these words hurt you don't yeah. know what they mean and yeah. so like I remember seeing that commercial being like this is for people younger than me but <laughs> all right but anyway honestly I love this for Kiki I love this for the gag yeah, and do. Joel Kim Booster I don't know but I'm all for Asian people getting more jobs Damn. so go off um well good luck to everybody on that app um and <laughs> that hopefully- I honestly think I will sign up for it now they have a lot of programming I want to see yeah I mean I'm not you know totally against seeing celebrities get pranked again and i would not mind seeing kiki palmer do a new version of singled out although i would have loved like uh what were those other an, an eliminate or like a oh, yeah. hell date yes on bet or <laughs> what was the one this one was so stupid what and it was always fake what was the one where like somebody would go to people's houses or like their room and then they would was it room raiders was that the name yeah, of oh it? that sounds right where they would go and like redo Look their house your, or something no 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 like it, they would go and get like maybe three people oh yes they would go through your underwear drawing and shit and then they would go in your room and like yes. look through all your stuff and I, like find and decide your, if, if your y'all vibrator were, if y'all what. were compatible or something yeah then they would like choose which room was like I the do least remember room raiders. and then go on a date yes. with them or something yes I always okay so I remember watching a few episodes of that and thinking 
I know if I like applied to be on this show and they emailed me or sent me a letter saying I was going to be on it, I would absolutely have to keep my shit clean like 24 seven. Exactly. Spotless. Like I'm getting rid of everything. It was wild to me that white people were nasty enough to just leave right. random crusty pants. That's why I shit. just like refuse to believe that <laughs> they had another MTV. Oh my God. MTV had the trash dating. They shows. had a lot of great dating trash dating shows. What was the one where someone who was in a relationship with somebody that wasn't shit would go like their parents would send them on a parental date with control. somebody parental motherfucking control but parental control was elite nigga <laughs> because the parents would be like I'm getting the exact opposite bitch for this nigga I'm getting the exact opposite of that whore and the mamas would be on camera like that bitch is nasty and they would and like I hate her the parents would like sit in a room and watch the date yes! with the person yes! and be flaming this person yes! the entire time and then the person would have to come back and decide if they want to then date <laughs> yes. this new person or the person they yes. want to and I feel like maybe the first few might have been real but then I like remember mm-hmm. a point where it's like these are clearly actors parental control was great bring that back but with real people whose parents hate who they're dating I'm willing to put any amount of money on 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 like the fact because I know it to be true mm-hmm. that Tyler Perry scooped up some people from that that show All right. I know that Tyler Perry has right, at least right, right. hired one to two nope, people on. from parental control or Room Raiders <laughs> or one of the other girls MTV really had all the garbage in the early OOs. you girls they were, did. You, y'all were nine so you don't know this but there was a lot of high quality <laughs> trash on TV back then <laughs> a lot <laughs> and it was good I mean this is before the real world was on Facebook yeah I think parental control was like 2003 2004 yeah like super so early. y'all just I mean and honestly sometimes I think of those as like the lost years yeah the years between for me 2001 and like 2008 or not that whole first decade <laughs> it's yeah. very fucking hazy yeah I cannot tell you Fair what happened in that bitch yeah for me it's like Oh, four to maybe oh eight. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I was a lot drunker than you. I started well, drinking as soon as I got to school. Yeah. So, so I think that Fair is enough. what it is. But yeah, if I don't know if y'all can find parental control, but if you I'm can, sure you can high quality somewhere. vintage garbage. Real random. This okay. is how I know you can find parental control. Oh, okay. This is so stupid. I'm going to mention it anyway. <laughs> oh no. There used to be this um, commercial. I believe Patti LaBelle was like the spokesperson for One Touch. That like, is it that like a diabetes, diabetes monitor <laughs> yes, or something yes, like that? Yes, it is. She used to do the ads for that. And at the end, she would sing, One Touch Changes Everything. Yep. <laughs> And there were two... Okay, so I used to always sing that with my friends, Alan, Candace, and Edwin (laughs) in early college years because we thought it was hilarious. And I always said at the end of that, everything. Oh, my God. She would go, yeah. Why are you like And they always told me there was no yeah at the end. They told me for the longest time. They they were gaslighting my ass trying to get me to believe (laughs) that there was no yeah at the end of that goddamn one-touch Patty LaBelle commercial. And I randomly Googled it like a few months ago, and I found a website that is dedicated to just advertisements. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from like all across television time. So you found it. And I found both versions of Patty LaBelle's <laughs> One Touch. The one, the paltry, less interesting oh and God. fantastical version that right, they saw. Right. And the lit one that I knew and loved. And I recorded it and I called my friends oh, up. Of course you did. Why and you I like played this? it for them. <laughs> 
We're talking about like a decade later. <laughs> so it's just to laugh so at So they're that. all like, nigga, who cares? Me? <laughs> you care. Because I'm right. That's right. So if I could find that 10, 11, 12 years later, oh, God. you can find full episodes of Singled Out and whatever the fuck else. Wow. What an N-word. I actually just went on their website and they have, MTV still has parental control episodes on their website. Oh, well, there you go. You can sign in with your cable provider and watch them right now. There you go. So <laughs> best of luck to y'all niggas. Um, YG was recently arrested in connection with a robbery that seems to have come th- out of thin air. Oh, from the LA County PD. Hmm. Hmm. So his home in San Fernando Valley was raided in the middle of the black ass night around 4 a.m. They had at least had warrants and um, right. went in there and arrested him, took him in. And this was apparently linked to a robbery case that, again, can't seem to make head or tails. So just some random robbery? They can't even tell you which one. So I didn't know about any of this. But apparently, YG had a vehicle that was involved in a high-speed chase last year in the summer that he was not in. But police were called because they said, you know, there's this DUI suspect in an Escalade. He allegedly opened fire at someone, whoever was driving his car, killing a 65-year-old man who was on a bike. And, of course, YG said, I have nothing to do with that. I was nowhere near that. I didn't know anything about it until after it happened. Um, I also read that um, there was, like, another raid that took place um, at a home in Hollywood Hills of his. And somebody else was arrested on a weapons charge. I don't know. But, you know, some L.A. niggas and YG friends are saying that he's being targeted. And it's really interesting that this was mm-hmm. supposed to happen. You know, this happened the same weekend that he was supposed to go and honor Nipsey Hussle during the Grammy. Oh, so it's a conspiracy. Yeah, that's the way niggas are treating it. Because, again, I don't get it. But I don't, I don't know. He's supposed to go uh, in for arraignment. Well, if you're listening to this when it came out today, so maybe there'll be more information for that. But he was released on a 250,000 motherfucking dollar bail mm-hmm. Friday good. night. Good, and good, I good. did see videos of him smiling and laughing, enjoying the Grammys parties with Kehlani. He just wanted to go to the fucking Grammys. Y'all wasn't going to take away his chance to, to you know, highlight his friend or whatever. And it probably was some bullshit they locked him up on. I wouldn't be shocked. But the re- only thing I really know about YG is that dumb shit he said at Nipsey's funeral. I can't name a single song of his. I'm sure I've heard one. I just can't name it. Well, white people describe him as um, the fuck Donald Trump rapper. Okay. All right. I do know that song. I do know that song. Okay. Like a lot of, especially (laughs) rightly. Oh, damn. Okay. So they mean it meanly. Yeah. Okay. Fuck Donald Trump rapper. Because that's what they know him for. (laughs) For Remember he brought out Stormy Daniels at what what festival was that? Was it That's the nigga who brought out Stormy Daniels. And she was like, I'm Stormy Daniels and I don't give a fuck about Donald Trump. Ow, with her like over yeah. the knee boots. I'm so. amazed she's alive, honestly. I figured Trump would have had her taken out of here a long time ago. Um, So, you know. All right, Keenan. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And hopefully all of that is sorted out because it doesn't seem to make much sense to anybody over here. I mean, yeah, if... <laughs> It seems like they probably just tried to keep him from doing the tribute. Like, I feel like two things can be true. YG can also be like a sketchy nigga who very well may have been involved in a robbery. And LAPD also just wanted to get that nigga because they could. And you know what? The police know that. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Right. 
And they knew he had whatever bond to get his ass right back out. That's they just needed some quick cash, and that was that. That's why the police be at every funeral waiting. That's right. Urinal waiting for the baby to use every the bathroom. Last one, they be waiting on that nigga. <laughs> they be at the baby's first birthday party, second <laughs> birthday party. They find the baby at the motherfucking gas station. Just thirsty. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> um. Rapper Fabulous was recently on Breakfast Club and he told a story about how Beyonce uh, came up to him and checked the <sighs> fuck out of his black ass. Yes, God. For speaking ill on her sister Solange. Yes, God. Now, I didn't remember the line exactly when it was quoted, but then when I heard like the beat from the song, I was like, oh, I remember this. This was mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj was on this song and I believe I was a barb at that time. Yes. <laughs> um, Both of these things are true. Um, so uh, the song called For the Money. I think it was on one of his mixtapes. And basically, he has a line where he said, if you could have Beyonce, would you take Solange? He says that Beyonce saw him in a club once, <laughs> approached him, and kindly said, you know, that they rock with him and they appreciate him as an artist and things like that. But he needs to take his uh, stature seriously and realize things you say can affect people in real life. Yes. Um, I want to believe that she went up to him and calmly put a, a hand on his shoulder and said, from the F.A. to the B.O., if you ever try my motherfucking sister again. Yep, that's it. That's what okay. she said. Yep. I'm going to just take that tooth out. Period. Keep playing it. with me. I would love to play with you. You know, Solange just told stories about how Beyonce and the girls would pull up to the school mm-hmm. for the girls that were trying her sister. Like, so what is it? I mean, I feel like everybody knows, honestly, that Two people, Solange and Beyonce, do not play about is Beyonce and Solange, <laughs> respectively. Like they do not fuck around about one another. On period. So of course, once Beyonce heard this lyric, she was like, "Soon as I see this nigga, it's the on moment sight. that I see that shit, it's on sight." Bitch. <laughs> confrontation because the dog's not nobody, afraid nobody nothing. she ran up in 50 cents face like what you say about my nigga I'm sorry what happened <laughs> I honestly love it because you know Beyonce tapped that nigga on the shoulder like uh what's up let, let me holler at you real quick let me, we can make nine times ten just come over here because I don't want to embarrass you in front of your little friends come on over here real quick let me holler at you real quick because you got me and Solange Piaget fuck the fuck up <laughs> that's what you got us and I'm gonna get you to write the fuck together nigga Keep trying me. Solange beats ass. Okay? And so he claims, you know, that that was something that he had to take and he took... Yeah, you took that. You took that. (laughs) I bet you did take that. Saying something like that to a person could hurt her. Well, you know... I mean, yeah. Why would you take Solange if you could have Beyonce? It's a fucked up thing to say. And you pitting sisters against each other. And Fabulous needs to focus on, you know, not hurting the people that he does know. Right. Much less. Focus on not hurting your fucking wife, my nigga. And leave Beyonce and Solange the fuck out of it. And I I did hear him say that he apologized to Solange when she saw her and that she was stiff. I'm like, yeah, I bet she was stiff. After that shit you said about her, who wouldn't be? You got me fucked up. I'm a human being. You can't just say whatever. And that goes for randos and other famous people. She just gave him a crisp nut check with like like, "Mm, a four-finger ring on. Okay. Um, Oprah Winfrey was on CBS this morning and basically wanted to discuss some more um, this 
report of her pulling out of this Russell Simmons documentary. Oh, why? Uh, this documentary that was supposed to be following the stories of these women who have accused him of a rape and sexual assault you're and right, things of right, that right. nature. Okay. She had been announced as like one of the EPs on this documentary that was, I guess, supposed to premiere at Sundance. I don't know if it did because I think Sundance is wrapping up or it did wrap up or, or something. already has or wrapped up, Something yeah. like that. So. I, don't, I don't get invited to fancy movies. I mean, right, bitch, I don't know nothing about that. I don't know shit about that. Shit. I thought Sundance was overseas. <laughs> then they told me that shit was in like Utah, Oregon bitch, or some shit, bitch. I thought that shit was in fucking Vienna. <laughs> was way the fuck overseas somewhere, nigga. I had no clue. I was like, oh, the girls are in Germany. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to show you where I'm at. Dead ass out of the same shit. Um, but yeah, she apparently pulled out of the the documentary or took her name off of it because she was having creative differences with uh, the way the story was being told and things like that. Oh, right, right, but right. Russell has been very vocal about um, his alleged innocence and has been speaking out against it, has been publicly talking to Oprah about, you know, why would she and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So Mama hopped on CBS this morning with her good girlfriend, J- uh, Gail, and said this is not a victory for Russell and I unequivocally say that I did not pull out because of Russell. She did say that, yes. This is not a victory lap for him. I cannot be silenced by Russell Simmons after all I've been through. Keep in mind, Oprah has her own extensive history with, uh, she said on this show, Me Too was my life at nine. You know, and from nine to fourteen and all of that Yo, stuff. So that statement right there just fucked me right on up. I've never heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow, I mean, she that said fucked it me up. Like your, your little movement—that was me trying to grapple with that at the tender age of eight and a half, and right? having so, family not believe me. Right. So I mean that. So I mean, like I I see you girls, but oh, see that's why shit is complicated. That's why it's complicated because yeah, even though Oprah said like Russell Simmons did not pressure me out of this project. As somebody who has never been a victim of sexual assault or anything like that, especially as a child, Mm -hmm. much less as an adult, I don't really see how I could go to Oprah or anybody else and be like, yeah, bitch, you this and you that. You look, you should have did this and you should have behaved that way. and You should have put your name behind whatever, even if you felt like the, the, the filmmakers weren't aligned with the truth or whatever. Like, I don't really feel like you can talk to people like that when you have no idea where they're coming from. And she is trying to get people to understand that she felt like they're, well, she said that she felt like more women should have been involved in the story and a lot of the stories needed more context and to be to be mm. expanded a bit more. Yes. So she also kind of laid out the differences, exactly what they were, that led her to just not put her name on it or whatever. But she 1000% said, it, and this is a quote, it's ridiculous to think that I could be intimidated by Russell Simmons. So the girl, she just wants you girls to know that I she mean, don't see true. that. <laughs> She's not at all concerned about what yes. that farm is talking about. <laughs> and so that's not what it is. Oprah said, y'all, y'all, y'all talking to me like we talking about the Prince of Egypt. We talking about Russell Simmons. That nigga, <laughs> I'm fine. And I'm Gail was like, <laughs> after she said that, Gail was like, or anybody. And Oprah was like, I wouldn't say anybody. <laughs> like, I'm 66 at this point. She was like, you know, it's not giving that. She wants you to know specifically. Yeah, Russell is the that one. That nigga right there. Mm-hmm. 
is not going to make yes. me do anything. But you see how Gail came, uh, Gail came through with like the the best friend realness. Oh and yeah, like, bitch. Let's be serious and let's just be honest right now, girl. With I'm telling you, sis. Nobody's coming for your fucking neck. Yeah, I hate this. I hate everything about it because it's just it's another thing where it's like, God, God, God. I don't want this to be true, but yeah. I'm also not gonna just jump on any bandwagon because yes. this is Russell Simmons or what. Yes. You know? So it just sucks and you have to just make your own opinion or mm-hmm. whatever from whatever it is that you're given. But I watched like a clip. I don't know if it was on this same show. I don't know if it was CBS this morning, but I watched like an interview with, I think it was three of the women that were supposed that I think are highlighted in the documentary. And I didn't, I mean, I, it just, I couldn't just watch this mm. and be like, you know what I mean? I, you just, right. Every, I mean, my thing is these documentaries are not for me. Cause I already believe the vi- victims I already believe the accusers. So it's kind of like, I get the point of them. I'll never say that there's no use for them or that they're not like serving a purpose. But for me, I already believe y'all and I don't need to hear the sort of details. I'm actually an incredibly sensitive person who cannot hear a lot of fucked up Same. information. I can't hear about like, ultra terrible things happen to people especially when they were kids or if they're old like i'm just not the type of person who can handle that type of information so i already believe y'all i don't need to hear the details about how russell simmons did whatever he did that's why i didn't need to watch surviving r kelly exactly even though i did still watch it and it did still fuck me up it was like i don't really need this because i already have no issue with believing you this is for the people who fight with themselves about it but i don't have that problem Right. Also, something I felt conflicted about since we're on topic, and I wasn't even really going to talk about this, but um, so Kodak Black. No, they let him out? No, he's not out. Oh, okay. But he received a release date of August 14th, 2022. Mm -hmm. And he has been, um, you know, writing these messages about how he feels like he's suffering from these inhumane conditions and he said that they're strategically killing him slowly and he's been humiliated and talked about a lot of things that the COs have done to him and to other inmates and things of that nature. And like, I obviously believe you, uh, prison, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not a fun experience. black. Yep. Um, and Kodak black is, is very young. He's a black kid. He from like South Florida, like me, and I just can't help but feel compassion for human beings, even criminals. Yes, because I know how prison actually is, and well, I mean, I don't know how it actually is. I've never been to prison. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you don't have to experience it to know how they do niggas, though. Right, I have an understanding of like the abuse and the the mental torture and the inhumane conditions the prison industrial complex all of this stuff so i can't help but feel uh, some level of compassion for someone who's going through that especially a black person mm-hmm. um at the same time kodak black is terrible kodak black is literally Ooh, awful you know you said it so like, i didn't have to literally <laughs> he is. fucking he is. terrible he so it's is. another thing was just like here i am with feelings because I'm sure that they do treat him like shit and maybe he deserves it. I don't know. I don't have a heaven or hell to put him in. So it's not my choices or decisions that's going to, you know, have him anywhere, but it's just hard 
to read this kind of stuff and feel conflicted about mm-hmm. it because I want to. But at the same time, I'm like, not only have you done and said heinous, yep. heinous things. Yep. I know if the roles were reversed and this were like almost anyone that say wasn't it. straight and black say like it. your motherfucking say ass, it. Say you it. would be nowhere near concern or not giving or a empathy, fuck. sympathy or anything like that. Not one fuck so about like, you if you were the one in jail. I'd see the headlines about him and I'm just like, oh. And then I go back to what I've been doing. You know, I can't help yeah. it. I don't know what to do. I would like for a situation, for the situation to be that he gets some sort of a, an understanding of what life actually the fuck is, what consequences mm-hmm. actually fucking look like right. and can know better than do better. Um, I know that we sort of have a routine of niggas kind of just doing whatever. And then we hit them with a hashtag free blank because they're just famous. And then when they come out, they just do the same shit. Right. Because no one really, they don't give a fuck about you on the inside. Right. You know what I mean? And no one out here is really pushing you in many cases to do things differently. I would like to think that's probably why somebody was like, Meek, let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're not doing this right now. It's time for you and She me married, you in a relationship, yes. you go into the Rock Nation brunch like 12 hours, let's go. Right. So hopefully, if, you know, this kid gets out of here in 2022, he will be surrounded by people who actually give a fuck about him and him bettering himself, his way of thinking and his behavior. Yes. But in the today of things, is I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh my goodness, let's wrap our arms around Kodak. Like, yeah. if you're doing that, I'm not going to blame you for it or judge you for it, but mm-hmm. it's hard for me thinking about the things he's done into it. Honestly, that kind of makes me feel... Um... Like, I think I feel a lot of the same way. It's kind of like as black queer people, we're put in a really fucked up position a lot of the time where we know Constantly. somebody that we would normally ride for is being derided or treated unfairly or whatever. But also, like, nigga, you have done the same thing to us. So it's like, are we really supposed to take up the fucking cause for you when you're such a dickhead? Like, I feel like, so it's complicated and that's real. But also a lot of people use it's complicated as like an excuse or as like as a reason to not really get into it. And I feel like, honestly, a lot of this is coming out now with the Kobe Bryant thing, just like it did with Nipsey Hussle, just like it did with every other famous person. And honestly, will continue to happen with everybody who lives and dies, regardless of whether you're famous. People will talk about the good that you did and the impact you had on their lives. And people will also talk about the fucked up things you did and the ways you hurt other people. Like, it's the same for every living being and so i totally get that i totally get the like damn they doing kodak black wrong in jail but also fuck that nigga like don't let his fucking mean ass terrible rapist or whatever else ass out you know like i fully get that and and like you said earlier about something else like two things can be true like you can we can acknowledge that the 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 behavior and just the way that prison is is treated or handled yeah, in this country is disgusting it is. and inhumane and it horrible is. and needs it's to be awful. changed and at the same time acknowledge that there are some people who probably need to be there. yeah because because most of us believe in prison reform most of us do not believe in like prison abolishment most of us do not believe prison shouldn't exist yeah we believe prison should exist for people who do like the most heinous things the things that cause the most damage but a lot of people will argue you know a lot of people steal and rob and murder and whatever else because they don't have access to resources and if shit wasn't so unfair then maybe people wouldn't be driven to do these terrible things they do but we live in the world we live in and so you know like it gets very messy and you have to be able to talk about it yeah you do you have to be able to let it all out because 
because it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's not just fuck this nigga, throw him away. His life is worthless because I also do believe people can change. Yes. And I think that happened with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. That statement he put out after the incident happened with that girl. I don't know if that was him or his lawyers, but I thought it was really good, especially because he made sure to say, I don't think she's doing this for money or attention or anything else. I think she's doing this because she really felt like I violated her. And I didn't think so. But looking at the information that has come out, you know, I see how she feels that way, which, you know, you can take it either way. I'm not a victim mm-hmm. of sexual assault. I'm not here to tell people how to feel. Right. But I do also believe in redemption. I do believe people can right. change. I believe Nipsey Hussle could have came around and seen how the things he was saying about gay people was fucked up. Yeah. Had he had the chance to get there. Exactly. So it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, I just, I really feel what you're saying. It's about complicated. Kodak Black. I feel what you're saying because I personally am disgusted by Kodak, Kodak Black, but that don't mean he can't be redeemed. Right. And I, I feel like what you're saying is it's sort of hard to because I feel like sometimes when we discuss certain stuff on social media it's like you got to lean one way or you lean the other way yes. like I feel like I know a lot of people the other. don't know how to express the complexities of a lot of this stuff yes so it's either like you ride one way or you don't and not everything is is black or white you know not everything right. is one way or the other exactly. a lot of this shit is really complicated and people need to be able to have those conversations without it being like ah, ah, ah. Because like it's life, girl. Like none of us are Jesus or yes. any or whoever it is that you pray yes. to or wherever your faith is, girl. So yes. I mean, exactly. it is what it is. Exactly. Shit is a lot more complicated than we want to make it out to be, but that doesn't make life any less complicated. And again, this happens to all of us. All of us. There's not a single person living and breathing right now. If you live past the age of 18 somebody will have something to say about you when you die period yeah so you might as well get over it right now and get used to it well that's gonna be it for our hot tops this week lord we made it let's take a break and we'll come back with your letters hey y'all there's a famous abraham lincoln quote that says good things come to those who wait but that's only part of it the full quote is good things come to those who wait but only the things left by those who hustle Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be 
about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so listen, let's jump right back into the show with your listener letters. <laughs> yes, God, send your questions to gmail.com. We may read them a lot on the show. A lot of people have questions for you and a new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, how do you feel about that? I don't really know much about it. I saw that they actually hired a decent amount of Asian actors. So congrats. Okay, good. Good, for them. good, good. good. That's, um, that's a good step. Bare minimum, you know. <laughs> NetherRealm has actually started making the Asian characters look Asian in the games as well. Nice. Will Wonders never see. Shall they? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to see it. The last Mortal Kombat movies were the ones I think I came out in the 90s and they weren't great. Um, I know Makad Brooks is playing Jax, which is why he's fucking ripped. I mean, I don't know if that's why he's ripped, but it Mm. damn sure helps. Right. Um, (laughs) Okay. And after that, Gumby that they put on. Let me stop. So the movie, so I'm excited for that. And um, I think it's going to be rated R. So hopefully you'll actually have like the gore and craziness that Mortal Kombat is known for. And right. I hope Sindel is in it because Sindel is my favorite character and she's very integral to the plot anyway. But okay. prob- I mean, we'll see. It'll probably just be about like the first one. Like the first game. You said Zindel? Sindel. Sindel. Yes, Queen of Adenia. Oh. Um, Katana's mama. Oh, right. Do you know who Katana is? Yeah, Katana is Frank Ocean's mama. So, um... Wow, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Something uh, about uh, Katana was in it? Yeah, no. So I think it's going to be based on the first story, which I don't even feel like Sindel is relevant to. It's probably going to cover the actual first uh, mm. tournament. Okay. But yeah, I'm excited to see Mikad Brooks play Jax and um, how fun and violent it's going to be. We also had a lot of you hot in the ass lesbians emailing about Mimi, the six foot stud with the tattoos. What did you call them? Hot in the ass. Oh, hot. I thought you said hide in the ass. I, like, <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> but you hoes was very thirsty. Y'all was fucking throwing it at me. bitch, I'll take her. <laughs> yes. I will take her if she got a problem. Most of y'all said that. But Lizzie sent us an email and said, please tell Mimi that I busted my ass for five years, working my way through nursing school, slept in my car, worked two jobs just to make it so I yep. can graduate on top of clinicals which is like having a third job then went to school for another year and a half to get my bachelor's and I make pretty much the same exact amount of money that she yep. does <laughs> and people yell at me pee in my direction and call me a cunt because I won't kill him with RV narcotics so please tell her she's doing just fine that's what so many people that I saw responding to yes. were trying to say they were like I make that money and I busted my fucking ass for my job and I hate that shit Yeah, so Mimi you're doing good and there are plenty of other very short lesbians out here who would love to get to know you if if you would like to leave this girl yeah, although I have a feeling your girlfriend has heard this episode by now and she didn't straighten the fuck yeah, up yeah you better straighten up and fly right <laughs> bitch do you understand every hoe out here is ready to take your nigga get out your feelings girl like Six foot it t- is all good <laughs> my ex texted me like so you so you less than after six foot tall niggas now I'm like oh shit what that got to do with you <laughs> Because at the end of the day, <laughs> I was like, oh, Sleeves no. Sleeves taught me. Sleeves taught me. Thank you. Next. Speaking of sleeves, her performance at the Grammy was pretty cute. I didn't see it. It was I really saw, cute. Um, it was pretty cute. <laughs> I saw the, uh, I saw Boyz II Men and, and Charlie Wilson and oh, Tyler, yeah. the creator. Yes. That <laughs> escalated quickly. Tyler's <laughs> performance was so weird to me. It I, was not for me. I just, I liked it. it and I and I like 
weird. You know, and yes, I... it was I, weird as fuck. I feel like this is maybe the second Tyler, the Creator era where I was like, okay, I get it now. Because mm-hmm. early Odd Future used to terrify the fuck out of me. Like, right. they used to scare the shit out of me. But um, I saw that. I thought that was cool. And I, I appreciated what he had to say uh, during his, like, press or whatever after winning his Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw... His mama was so cute. Oh, my God. Crying adorable. and cutting up and everything. Love I was that. like, yes, mama, go off. I saw Lauren London and Nipsey's fam uh, accept that award. Mm-hmm. I saw the girl Ros- Rosalia or Rosalia? Oh, Rosalia, the, the Latin breast new artist. sickening. Yeah, her performance was really good. Um, I'd never heard of her, but her performance was Yeah, great. that was my first time hearing of her, too. Um, and that was oh, and I saw Alicia Keys, um, that like song she randomly freestyled <laughs> or whatever she wrote, about everybody right. in there. I thought that was really like you know what for all of the jokes, and I've never disliked Alicia, not that I can remember. You know, what I'm saying? but yeah. for all of the jokes, like that lady's awesome. She, I mean, the thing is, Alicia did a great job. She's just she was herself. Yeah, she's just cheesy. So she was high as fuck, and she was out there being a woo woo vibey ass bitch, she yeah. talking about the vibes and everybody feeling the love and shit. And I was like, you know what? We just lost Kobe Bryant this morning. So yeah, let's get all the woo woo bullshit. Alicia in Keys could stop a knife fight. <laughs> she could. <laughs> she could. Everybody's <laughs> her little sister. Everybody's her brother, and she just, you know, she was she was Alicia. And so you you got what you got with Alicia Keys. If you like it or not, that's up to you. Right. But she gave you what the fuck you knew you was going to get. I think that's all I saw, though. It wasn't bad. Uh, Lizzo's performance was good. I want you to go watch Old Town Road, though. The Old Town Road performance. Lil Nas X. Oh, I did see a tiny bit of that. I saw like a clip that he did something with, was it BTS? So yeah, he brought out uh, BTS and them Asian niggas like eight niggas in yeah, yeah, group. yeah they're they're gigantic he brought out the little yodeling boy who had the best line I've ever heard <gasps> he brought out the little yodeling boy from yes. Walmart and little niggas said if you ain't got that giddy up then giddy out my way and I was like yes country oh, bullshit it's this. so good he brought out of course Billy Ray Cyrus and then Nas came out and Nas was like it's big Nas and little Nas and yeah. it was just really sweet so look I did at that see, for like, sure the, like he posted a little snippet because I think the official remix to Rodeo or whatever is out now with Nas on it. Oh, okay. I was like, it's called Old Town Road. <laughs> Nas, and it says like Nas and Nas on it or whatever. Yeah, that was and really I just, cute. I thought that was pretty big and cool. I really loved that. Um, so you should, yeah, there's a couple performances you should check out, but you know, otherwise it's every other award show. I did see, I saw Billy sing. Billy Eilish, you know, I like Billy Eilish. I like Bad Guy. And you I like, like Bad Guy? I do like Bad Guy. I do. It's everywhere and it's like completely oversaturated. I feel like that would be the one that you were just disgusted by. No, well, first of all, I love the production on it. Her brother is is great yeah, at what Phineas he does. Is dope. But I also like that it takes me back to my own like ultra emotional, borderline suicidal, very deep in my feelings and kind of, you know, wanted bad to be bad guy. Dark does? Side. It does. It takes well, not just bad guy, but the album itself. Oh yeah. It takes album. me back to like my very emo teenager years, and so I'm like, yeah, let's wear our Jinkos. And be in our feelings, you know. Ocean Eyes is still my favorite Billie Eilish song. Mm-hmm. And that new one, um, Everything I Wanted is a close second. Oh, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh my God, so good. Okay, I need to listen to that. So good. Demi Lovato performed too. Her I performance was it was ultra emotional. I didn't know she had another relapse. Oh, I didn't know that. And like either. almost died or whatever I last year. So she has another song that was like really emotional. She's crying on stage and everything. Oh my God. And even fucking Camilla Cabello. 
down a performance that actually made me emotional because it was about i know i was disgusted with myself but it was like about her father and how he was the first man who loved her and she's singing to him in the audience and he's like weeping and all this so it was moving i was like all right blue ivy don't fuck with you but this is a moment for me like i i like the feelings that are going on here i really didn't dislike the grammys it's just so fucking long as a show it's like girl we don't need to sit here through all this we don't yeah i'm just like i've 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 treated the grammys like many award shows forever and i'm just like okay i'll catch the highlights and clips exactly and you always day. will you always will but they make it harder now <laughs> they, these motherfuckers know that shit and they be snatching every fucking oh, thing damn. down it's not on their website it's not on cbs.com <laughs> So, I, girl, okay. Well, I guess I don't feel like I'm a you know lose sleep over mm, not seeing yeah. fucking Ed Sheeran and and, and what's that little right. white boy, the one that always tells he ain't gay. Sure, Camilla's Camilla's oh, boyfriend, Sean Mendes. <laughs> I don't need to see them doing a tootsie too. roll. Oh, uh, <laughs> I also. Oh lord. I also saw a photograph. Okay. Of Usher and um. And Twigs, mm, FKA Twigs. Yeah, yeah, you did see that. Doing an alleged tribute to Prince. Mm-hmm. Yep, you saw that. That happened. That was a thing that happened. All right, what else? Um, so Usher has a great voice. And so we're going to get to our first letter, which comes from Kiki. Kiki says, I'll start this by being very clear. I know my girlfriend is absolute trash, but this isn't really about her. Okay. I've been dating her for almost four years. In the beginning, we were just friends with benefits. And eventually, we entered we entered a relationship like lesbians always do. <laughs> okay, sis. I mean, literally same. But now I've been living... Now we have been living together for two years. <laughs> this is so... So lesbian. The, like, lesbian like exactly script. exactly what we do. Between her trust issues... <laughs> Between her trust issues, narcissism, lack of respect, and continued physical threats whenever so things don't go her. her way, I am fed up. <laughs> Didn't mama say this isn't about her? <laughs> Sounds like it's about her. So far, every word. All right. I fully intend on moving to a city hours away and completely ghosting her. I know ghosting isn't mature, but I, if I don't, I'm sure my life will turn into a full-on black version of you, and I ain't got the time for that. Oh I haven't seen God. you because everybody said it was creepy, and I would not want to look at it's, it. It's not it, It's not that creepy. Uh, they, I just okay. check it out. It's All not right. that bad. All right. I'll it try. is when you think about like how, and I think I mentioned this, how very normal the the nor the main character is with mm-hmm. the girl he's dating and everyone else right and then that contrasted with all of his weird creepy psycho stuff because it's like when you start dating especially because the first season's based in new york oh no you see dating, i don't need to look at that it must be hard to be like <laughs> Let me my think. therapist trying to get me to go out more right now so i probably do not need to look at that <laughs> and like, it just starts hey, with girl, him seeing her home. minding her business <laughs> And then the next thing you know, he's outside her window. No! Uh, But but she made dumb decisions. Anyway. Anyway. I'll I'll watch it. All right. (laughs) Getting back to Kiki. She said, I already have a job lined up and I have my eyes set on a cute apartment in this new city. My dilemma is that my best friend is also my girlfriend's hairstylist and that bitch (laughs) can't hold water to save her life. (sighs) When I told her about my plan to ghost my girlfriend, she said, well, what am I supposed to say when she asked me? (laughs) I told her blatantly that she could say she doesn't know my whereabouts, but that I am okay. And this girl turned around and said, I'll try. 
So she's not your best friend. Right. At this point, my only question is, should I ghost both of these hoes until I'm settled and the smoke is clear? Sounds like it. Or should I take another route? I just want to live in peace. Love you guys. Kiki. Um, so I believe I heard at some point in there something about threats of violence. Yeah. So she, um, she has, she issues physical threats whenever things don't go her way. The girlfriend. Okay. So I would definitely say that if ghosting is the the direction we're going with this, that I would, yeah, I would definitely lose both of them. Bitch, if I'm your best friend, we're going based off of the words you use. Mm -hmm. If this is your best friend. Yep. And she is simply that bitch's hairstylist. I don't understand why we have a problem. Yeah, which means you'll try, bitch. You're my best friend and you'll try not to tell this bitch about something that's so important to me. Your salon got like uh, some sort of a clause that says you must <laughs> gossip. Because I thought it was just a choice and all the other ones. I mean, I feel like any real best friend would be like, girl, I mean, all I can tell you she's okay. She just didn't want to be with you no more. But also... As your best friend, I would tell you not to ghost this girl. If you want to pack up and leave and go to another city with a new job and a new apartment, do that. But write a note and leave it in the hallway like Beyonce did. Like, you don't have to just vanish on people out of nowhere, even though it seems like this girl is the absolute worst. And y'all absolutely need to break up. You know something? When I, when I thought of ghosting, I don't even think I considered her not saying I understand that the definition of ghosting is that you just disappear and there's nothing said right but I think that I <clears throat> assume that you would do something like that so I agree yeah no that isn't <laughs> that isn't ghosting if you do something like that person can't be confused yeah especially if and I I get it if you have said multiple times what the issue is in the relationship and the bitch just keep on doing the same shit you like why do I have to say it again but it's nothing wrong with leaving something you know in writing on paper yeah so that everybody knows that you said what the fuck was up. Like, there's no confusion about it. You don't have this person wondering. And maybe that is the the catalyst that they need to make some own changes in their life. But I would say absolutely move to this new city. Yeah. And leave your girlfriend a note. Tell your fake best friend slash this bitch's hairstyle so she can say whatever she wants to say. Because you also not speaking to her no more. And once you leave, you're going to change your fucking number. And that's it for all of y'all. And that's menstrual. My best friend, honestly, not even my best friends who I've known since I was like 13. But literally anybody I call a real friend, my yeah. actual circle of 14 friends. Right. <laughs> any one of those people could say anything to me. And I'm not telling nobody but God. Period. I'm just not. I don't understand how your friend is like, oh, well, I'm going to try not I to spill this shit. I will try not to. Bitch, what? I'm how? Sorry, what? You, you know how many lies I have told for my friends? <laughs> bitch. My friends would fuck around and tell that bitch to get a new hairstylist. Exactly. My friend would have been like, oh, well, I'm like not doing that bitch. Right. Before any of this popped off, they would have been like, oh, that bitch did what? Oh, I'm not doing her fucking hair no more. Right. Fuck that bitch. Tell her I don't come by my chair no more. Bitch, we ain't got no more hours. We ain't got no availability. At so all. the fact that she's acting like this, like her client is more important than her best friend, I think you know what you need to do as far as both of them are concerned. Yep. I just don't think you need to ghost them. I think you can, like I said, write a note, leave that bitch, send an email. Yeah. Even on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram DM, whatever. Like, I think you can absolutely do that and go on about your life and live free. Yeah, I think you should do that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is any necessity in, in just up and leaving and not saying anything. I think that you deserve to have that, um, 
that point of view laid out there and something as simple as, like you said, a note or email or something and then moving on with your life and not looking back. Exactly. Just that. Like, girl, what you gonna do? Fight me about it? Right. I said I'm out this bitch. <laughs> so, bye, girl. And I'm actually gone already, so. <laughs> I mean, and if you're not married to her, y'all don't have kids, and you really don't have to do anything other than tell her why you're gone. I feel like that's all you owe her. Yeah. You, don't, you ain't gotta be there to have a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. And that's for all of you trying to leave a difficult situation. You ain't gotta do it face-to-face if it's really gonna stress you out that much. Yeah. Write it all out and leave that nigga. And best of luck to you. Hopefully they can read <laughs> Now, if you know that then it can't read, write in very big font and use very short words. Do what you got to do. You know what you're supposed to do. You know if he can have trouble sounding shit out with more than two syllables in it. You can send a, um, whatever. <laughs> you can send like a, one of them telegram people. Oh, yeah. Them singing grams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Them Valentine's Day grams. They're so fucked up. Bitch, I don't fuck with you no more. Stop. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of your dumb ass shit, bitch. Stop. I am never coming back, you wretched Holy ass shit. bitch. Stop. <laughs> All my love, stop. Stop. <laughs> End of message. Print. P.S. Fuck off. Stop. <laughs> you ain't shit. Yeah. All right. Next letter comes from Anthony who says, I have a cousin who raps. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no reason that it's funny by itself. You know what it is. Woo! She's been doing it for like the last ten plus years, and nothing has really popped for her yet. She's been on the radio once or twice, did a couple shows here and there, but there hasn't been a break for her. I also have a close friend who's a rapper, and she's done big shows, been on BET, flies out of the country for shows. Missy shouted her out once, etc., etc. I often post my friend's music online to show support because she's my friend and she makes fire music that I listen to so much I forget that I know the person who made the song. My cousin, however, makes, yeah, that shit I music. (laughs) (laughs) You, okay. Every time I see my cousin, at some point she asks shit like, why don't you post my music? Why don't you come to my shows? You post all girl all the time, but you can't post your family? In a joking way, but I know she's serious. Mm. I don't know how to say because I don't like your music without her taking offense, but that's genuinely why I don't. <laughs> Part of me thinks it's foul to not post my own cousin and show support, but also I'm a fully grown man, and I feel like if I don't want to post your songs, I don't have to. Right. Could y'all give me some words of wisdom on how I should approach this? So far, I've just been changing the trajectory of our conversations when she starts <laughs> the bullshit. But at some point, I'm going to have to cut into her for real. Thanks, Anthony. Well, uh... <laughs> this is a hard one. I just... This is one where I feel like I'm asking myself what I would do... Oh yeah. In the same Definitely. situation. Definitely. Um, and I wanna say that I would tell my cousin, maybe not outright that I don't like your music, but <laughs> how I feel like the music could improve. That's a very good point. You know, like I don't know that I would straight up just be like, I don't like it, but maybe like when I heard a, a song or if I saw one of her videos or something like that and we speak again, I might be like, oh, well, you should try something like this or what if you did something like that or whatever, whatever. And I mean, obviously that's 
nothing is promised in that situation because mm-hmm. your family could take it however, not take it seriously or anything like that. But again, if I'm going to be pushed to be like asked or confronted about not posting or supporting the way that this family member believes I should be, I think that I would try to be as honest as possible without being like short or being hurtful or harsh mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it, your cousin was doing it for a long time and artists are often almost always very sensitive mm-hmm. about the stuff that they're making. Always. It's a it's an extension of themselves. Regardless of your level of success too. So I mean, I would definitely try to be um kind about it, but at the same time I would be honest. Not just because I'm not gonna lie to you, but also because maybe it will help to shift the way that you create your stuff and maybe that will have some sort of a difference in the the way your career is looking or whatever or maybe it won't but um I mean, like i don't if you're gonna come out and ask me i'm gonna tell you but that's me that's like so i don't know yeah that's real because there have to be like certain things that you don't like about your cousin's music specifically. So you could, without just being like, I don't like this or I'm not posting this or I didn't post this because I don't like it. Maybe when you see the video or maybe not even reacting to the things that they release. Maybe you hear a song and you could be like, oh, you should do a remix to this or um, you should try such and such and such or whatever. Or you could just not support your cousin and really Mm-hmm. leave it at that and like, it could be that simple because I don't think that you owe her like an explanation either but yeah I don't think so either like I understand how it's rough like this is definitely a sticky situation and thankfully none of my blood relatives have ever asked me for anything like this right um but mm, I don't know I'm trying to think about like what I would realistically say I've had other people who are not like actual kin but close yes, enough asking for stuff and I've always said something like well you know you're asking me to promote XYZ but would your audience actually listen to me do you even listen to me mm. or do you just want access to the people I, who listen to me because it's a you know a substantial number of, of listeners or whatever like like sometimes I think people are just hitting you up because they see you have a platform and not because they actually think that your things are aligned with one another you see what I'm saying yes I do see what you're like, saying sometimes I think it's just like, oh, well, you know, 250,000 people listen to your show every week. So like there's a difference between me posting your stuff because I'm your cousin and me posting your stuff because I actually like see it. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and I think that you're right. A lot of people are probably going to hit up people that they're connected with it, regardless of how close they're connected to them. Yeah. And they're simply just trying to get um, exposure mm-hmm. and just get their their face or their sound or whatever in as many places as possible. And while that's not dumb, you know what I mean? At the same time, especially if you're talking to a relative, yeah. I don't think that it is nonsense to be like, let me consider whether or not this is even going to yes. make any difference to who, to the people that this person is posting it yes, for. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly For instance, that. if I'm a rapper and my cousin 
is like a huge fan of, I don't know, rock music <laughs> or something else that's not rap and everybody that they follow. I don't know. This is stupid, but I'm just saying like maybe that those people probably wouldn't fuck with the shit at all just because yes. they don't even care about rap music that more. Or maybe True. you're talking to your cousin that, you know what I'm saying, is the Sunday school Bible teacher or whatever. You and, never know, really. You know, so I think that's a point too, but. If I responded at all, I think that I would try to lightly just be like, hey, girl, so these are the ways I feel like we could at least get into a level where I enjoy it, much less the people that follow me. Yes. So, yeah, I think I think what Kifiri just told you is is great advice. Like, this is a sticky situation, but I think there's a way to delicately handle this without just being like, yo, your shit is fucking trash. And I post that other bitch because her shit is fire. And right. it's not my fault. Your shit is garbage. Like, it doesn't have to be that way either. So, best of luck to you. I understand this is complicated. And I also would not want to be in that situation. I thank God that my cousins all know I'm a fucking heathen. And so, like, obviously, we're not going to vibe on a lot of things. Mm. Because I'm worldly and I live in New York. And y'all are, like, godly and living down south. So... Best of luck to you, though. Our last question comes from Harper, who says, My mother has been a drug addict all my life. While I was raised in her home, she did little more than keep a roof over my head and throw me money for fast food every now and then. I did my homework, got myself to school, and managed myself to and managed to make friends despite the parade of convicts <laughs> that she paraded through my house at all hours of the day and night. My body developed early and I had to deal with things my adolescent mind couldn't understand. Regardless, I made it to college where my mother dropped me off to get back home to her boyfriend, didn't even buy a bedspread or buy me dinner. She didn't even get out the car when she dropped me off. Fast forward to two years ago when I was called at 2 a.m. because one of her drug buddies beat her up. She is in her 70s. I spent two weeks getting the druggies out of her apartment, which they destroyed, visited her in the hospital, kept her brothers and sisters updated on her condition, tried to keep up with my job and my brand new relationship at the time. Ultimately, my mom has a host of medical issues, including COPD, and now requires dialysis three days a week. Long story long, I've been trying to get an idea of where she is financially to make decisions about her long-term care. My sister says she'll leave the financial decisions to me, but she wants to be involved in the medical ones. What? Right. Like, bitch. So she wants to choose, she wants to help choose like that medical care she's going to get, but she doesn't want to have to do anything to do with paying for any of it. Okay, girl. Good luck with that. That Right. That don't make, that don't work out. (laughs) But all right. Through the last two years, my mother has not once thanked me. She has not asked me how I'm doing. And she also has not participated in her care. We don't speak, and I only get text messages requesting that I bring her things like cigarettes, which, uh, you know, you have COPD, right. you, so you can't smoke, bitch. Since she treats me like an employee and I've been missing a considerable amount of work to help her, I've decided to compensate myself as an employee. When she pisses me off, I take myself to get a pedicure and I use her money to pay for it. All right. When I have to drive to take her to appointments, I reimburse myself for the gas admittedly this is theft and it is wrong but it makes me feel better now that we're in 2020 i've decided that i need to separate myself from my mom her finances and her problems she didn't take care of me when i was a vulnerable child so why should why should i have to alter my life to take care of someone who isn't working as hard as i am to take care of her the problem is that doesn't be that doesn't appear to be a single service where I can pawn off my mother. Yikes. She has a social worker at dialysis, but they primarily deal with medical stuff and only at her request. 
There are accountants that do this type of work, but they cost about $200 a month, which is money she don't have, even before I started paying myself. (laughs) You didn't have to slide that in there. (laughs) She don't give a fuck at all. You did not have to slide that in there, bitch. She does not give a fuck at all. Plus, I'm not sure what consequences I would have to take if we hired an account because I have been taking her money. No, that's fair. These are all huge problems that I shouldn't expect two podcast hosts to have a solution for. You right about that, girl. Yeah. But <laughs> y'all are my friends in my head and the only people I have shared this with. So any advice would help. Thanks, Harper. So wait, what is she trying to take? So the thing about Harper is that she's been taking care of her mom who never took care of her. Right. But at this point, her mom needs like round the clock. Like she has dialysis three times a week. She needs constant care. I get that. Is she contesting with whether or not she should keep helping her? No, it's more about the financial decision of it. It's like, do you continue to lose time at work and spending your own money to do this? Do you try Uh, to hire somebody else to do it, even though your mom doesn't really have the money for it? Your sister wants to be involved in the decision, but she don't want to pay for it either way. Yeah, I'm not... This is the sister gets no consideration. Yeah, like, like you can her. have all your opinions like, about her care, what? but if you're not paying for that shit, then I really it means don't care. Nothing. It means almost zero. Like, write that shit. Like, right. write a little note to yourself and burn that shit up bitch, somewhere. Right. Have a little personal. Put it on your vision board, bitch. I don't right. care. They that don't mean nothing, nothing to me. To do with a single choice that's about over to be here. Made. Real life, we have to decide when these bills are getting paid. So you can wish upon a star all the fuck you want to, girl. I got time for that. Bullshit. Opinions ain't paying for nothing. In this and bitch. not a goddamn thing. So keep them. I honestly feel like because you went through so much shit with your mama, you shouldn't be burdening burdening yourself with this decision at all. It would be different if you had a loving mother who like did everything for you and just let you know that she was one hundred percent there for you. But you had the exact opposite, or even a mother who in this moment right now is being you know loving and compassionate and appreciative right. of what she's you're not doing. even doing that now. Let the state take care of her ass. I'm a cold-blooded bitch. I, I Listen, just said God should have took my daddy instead of Kobe. You understand? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a don't fuck. nobody. There's history there. I said that, the that shit. But the thing but is, they, but I said what I said. But the, but the thing about it, no, that's real because the thing about it is like, and we've said this a million times. We're human beings at the end of the day. Yes. I think that we and society have created this idea that we have obligation to family, especially immediate family, no matter how destructive, how how like. Um, distant or how just awful they've been to us or or how awful they are to us. Right. You know, we, it's like the only reason, and we got a lot of these letters, we hear a lot of these stories about people. Just last week, I believe it was the girl who was like staying with her family that was helping her and she's going back to school and they calling her worthless and treating her like shit because she forgot to wash the dishes or some shit like that. Right. Like, it's like, you, like we don't have don't, to be <laughs> mentally, physically, emotionally put through the ringer for no reason at yes. all just because, oh, well, that's your mama and that's your daddy and you only get one. Okay. Like, at all, this woman, if this woman wasn't there for you, right. didn't help you become the person that you are, get to the point where you even can help to take care of somebody financially, physically, or whatever. She didn't, doesn't really seem to give a fuck about what you're doing right now. Yes. And is in fact, just sending you off on errands to get more things that will continue to kill her. Yes. Like, like you don't have to 
in my opinion, and again, we are just two podcast assholes. <laughs> right. There are definitely educated professionals that will maybe give you advice contrary to what the fuck I'm talking about. Exactly. But for me, human being ass me in this situation, I'm not going to put myself through further mental, emotional, spiritual anguish of like watching you suffer and then also experiencing you not giving a fuck about your own suffering or mine right. and you've never ever done that. My sister ain't trying to help me pay for none of this other shit and you so like, she can kiss my ass as well. Right. So she ain't got nothing to do with this at all. You have to be healthy so that you can do anything for anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the, if whatever situation is going to bring you the most peace is the one that you need to make, in my opinion. Yes. And I don't know all of the little details of what that could be. If that means just hiring somebody to take care of her so that you don't have to be as involved, great. If that means pulling out all together and saying, girl, the state can help you or you and my sister can, you know, do the best with y'all opinions or whatever, like... I'm not going to fault you for any decision that you make or any other person who has suffered and who's had to pull themselves up off the ground and figure out how to succeed Amen. through life on their own. Because we are not obligated to care for or lift up or magnify people who have been nothing but destructive and demonic yes. to us at all. I just don't think that. And it doesn't matter if they're your daddy or your mama or your sister or your whoever. Absolutely. But that's me. No, I absolutely agree. Like, I don't think you owe her anything just because she is your mama. I really don't. I do not think that that is the case. Like you are a whole ass human being and it's you. It, how if do you, I say if this? If you had COPD and you was in the hospital. Oh Lord, say it. Would your mama be in there? Would your mama be in there? Would your mama be scraping up whatever? 100%. <laughs> One, she would not miss that for anything in this whole world. So, so there you go honestly and you just don't i want us as black people or just as people in general i want us to get away from this idea that like we have to sacrifice ourselves for our parents even when they didn't do that for us right your mama owed you that she owed you taking care of you she had countless random niggas in and out the house and she may have been going through whatever in her own life like I'm not even saying that that's not true but I'm saying you deserved better than that right so don't don't sacrifice your own life now for somebody who still acts like she don't understand what the fuck is going on or like like she's acting entitled to you doing these things for her I would turn all that shit over to her case managers or whoever is dealing with the shit that she has going on and be like this bitch is y'all responsibility or your sister who want to make all the medical decisions but none of the financial ones I would be like actually bitch you can have total control of all of this Yeah. because what I'm going to do is take care of me I'm not going to put my job at risk behind somebody who never once invested into me yeah people help take care of me because they felt sorry for the baby not because of like anything you did like it wasn't like you earned it it wasn't like you deserved it they felt sad for me because i was your child in your house like that was the only reason people ever reached out to do anything for you so i would not let myself be bogged down in my mama's shit and i'm saying this is somebody who literally cut off a parent so don't think i'm speaking hypothetically i literally have done it and if somebody has not poured into you, then don't feel any reason to pour into them. And that's all I can say to you about it. Like, don't feel conflicted about this. Don't let this keep you up at night because that nigga, which is gender neutral and always has been, that nigga should have done better by you. Yeah. Period. They just should have done better by you and they didn't. And this is the way the motherfucking cookie crumbles. But it has to end with somebody. And as far as I'm concerned, 
the bullshit and the lies and the trauma over and over, it ends with me. So I agree. Best of luck to you as you figure this out and to your mom. You know, I hope she comes around. I really do. I do too. I hope she does not continue to act like this for the rest of her days, but she really might. And there's nothing you can do about that. But and sometimes you got to be the one that's going to be like, you yep. know what? I'm not doing this. Because you see your sister is like not trying to pay for shit. Why are you the one paying for everything? Fuck out of here, nigga. Sometimes, oh. and it's never promised, but sometimes when you're like, okay, girl, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Is when people will be like, Oh, let me think. And it doesn't even mean that there will ever be any sort of redemption for you. Yeah. But maybe they will start to think that they need to do better. Maybe not. But at least you can be on your way to peace. Exactly that. All right. We have a lot more questions, but I'm going to stop it here because I think we've already done three or four. Yeah, I think so. Send yours to gmail.com. We'll be right back. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted if you're really good at it that is i've actually met several really good friends through hinge i've used it i can't believe this over a decade now Woof! what a life i've had well you know what they've added within a decade of us being on hinge is their new lgbtqia plus prompts which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities interests and compatibility Hinge Prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover, the shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. <laughs> You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. Can I just say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Okay, so we're back and it is now time for the read. It sure is. And I have two things. I was going to say, I feel like you, I feel like it's something on your spirit. So first, I want to say Terry Crews. Oh, great. Because this is exactly where I was going. You... Ball sack textured bitch. That's right. How the fuck dare you, nigga? So if you haven't heard, Terry Crews was on... What show was it? Uh, It was something on CBS, NBC, one of the morning shows. I'll tell you in literally two seconds. Okay. I love it. But Terry Crews found his ass on uh, the Today Show. Today. Yep. And he was asked about the controversy surrounding America's Got Talent, which he hosts, um, and uh, the situation with Gabrielle Union speaking out about racism taking place, sexism taking place behind the scenes at uh, the production of there at AGT. This nigga basically said on the Today Show, with all of his black assness, <laughs> that um, he said, well, you know, he can't speak for sexism because he's not a woman. But he says, I can speak on behalf of any racism comments. That was never my experience on America's Got Talent. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been mm. in my 20 years of entertainment. 
girl. Girl. He then went on to say that he spoke to his wife about it and basically she was talking about how, you know, Gabrielle never made like a public uh, statement about it or she never like, you know, spoke publicly about it. They were handling mm-hmm. it with it because that was the thing to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, thought so. She I thought so. spoke to the powers that be about the situation. They fired her ass. Here we are. So, <laughs> like, but anyway, right? He says because yeah, you're right, you're right. his wife basically told him to shut his ass up about it, and he decided to be on the Today Show doing the literal fucking opposite about that. Um, the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: Are you fucking serious? Yep, he is fucking serious. He actually is. You saying that? America's Got Talent was or is the most diverse environment that you have been in in your whole entertainment career. Trash garbage. The fuck what? It has nothing to do with what Gabrielle Union was talking about. Literally the fuck black ass nothing. We sat right here on the fucking podcast and talked about how diversity is pointless if you treat all of these different diverse cultures and races, ethnicities and genders mm-hmm. and things like they are are unimportant, like yep. they don't exist, like Amen. they don't matter. If you're be like you can be diverse and racist racism is diverse nigga slavery was diverse say it my nigga what the fuck are you talking about bitch are you fucking stupid you could have just stopped at this is like there's so many levels to why this is so fucking enraging say that shit you could have literally stopped at I can't speak for sexism because I'm I'm not a woman and I didn't experience any racism myself You could have left it there. You could have said that you didn't experience racism yourself or witness any racism Mm -hmm. and still have been supportive of what Gabrielle Union was saying because you have literally admitted Mm -hmm. that you have not witnessed or experienced any racism. So, and you ain't Gabrielle fucking Union. So you can't confidently say that anything that she is saying is untrue. Yet here you are as this giant ass nigga on national fucking television basically throwing this lady under the bus and trying to say well America's Got Talent has always treated me great and I've never experienced any of that so I don't know what the fuck she's talking about and she never said anything publicly so but da 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 what? Ted Cruz is a bitch man I never thought I would have to say that I never did but that also, is a bitch mate when you were being literally laughed at and made a joke say it. after you came forward about that white man that sexually assaulted you mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union was one of the few people that spoke up for you most of them just black women but say that shit it was black women who came to the bat for you it was the black women who took up the whole hashtag me too on your behalf it was black women who wrote for you while niggas was laughing in your fucking face and you turned around and was like oh well my apologies to black men because honestly if it didn't happen to me i would have laughed and made jokes and didn't believe it either so you just shit on the rest of us who decided to stick our necks out for your black ass and be like, oh, well, you know, them dumbass black girls don't know why y'all was tripping. But yeah, my bad brothers, I should have uh, I should have understood that y'all, this is just the sort of thing we do. You know, we just laugh at and when people are sexually assaulted. We just laugh at that shit. That's funny to us. Like, bitch, what? The rest of us How? is literally out here trying to ride for your ass. 
trying to say, hey, this is wrong. Even when you do it to our men, don't fucking sexually assault our men and feel like that's okay. And what did you do? Spit in our goddamn faces. And when women talk, black women talk about all of the ain't shit ass nuances that exist around just being surrounded by black men, then it's like, ah, ah, ah. Nobody wants to hear any of that shit. This woman literally was one of the very few people in the entertainment. We don't even talk about just black women from all over wherever. One of the few people in the industry, even people headlining that Me Too movement, which is what inspired you to say anything in the first place. Pedro ass dust. Gabrielle Union was one of the few people that spoke out against you. And here you are throwing her ass under the bus for something that you have no fucking like you don't have a single foot to stand on yep. you could have said literally fucking nothing Thank you. you could not you could not like Gabby Union personally and still shut the fuck up about it it would have been better to do it because yes. not liking her or anything that you even feel about Gabby Union personally still again has nothing to do with what she was talking about right. bitch you could never talk about what the fuck she was talking about because it didn't happen to you yes. and here you are sucking the man's dick because you know that after you stood up against whoever the fuck at WME or whatever yep. the fucking rub them yep. on feelings you and your wife probably decided you know what let me just be grateful for whatever job yep. I can get I don't know how many more of them I'm gonna get so I'm just gonna continue to stroke white dick over here at America's Got Talent because I can't be out of a fucking job mm-hmm. and then you decided to hop on Twitter today Say it! and double down with this disgusting tweet he said I hate all of them there is only one woman on earth I have to please her name is Rebecca his spouse not my mother my sister, mm-hmm. my daughters, nope. or co-workers. Nope. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings. Let me tell you something. You and Red Bull Bex <laughs> can fuck right off. This nigga told the world, basically, fuck how my mama yes. feel about me. Fuck how my daughters feel about me. Fuck how my sister feel about me. At the end of the day, I don't have to please nobody but my wife. Right. And is your wife pleased that you went on national fucking television and did the opposite of what the fuck she advised you to do and you pointed her out as the one? Why don't you just stop talking about Rebecca? Why don't you leave Rebecca out of this? Because now she's going to be taking all kinds of strays that ain't even really meant for her. Leave her out of this. Because when you talk about all I got to please is Rebecca, niggas is automatically going for it. Well, where the fuck was the Rebecca's when you was going through the Me Too shit? Yeah, your wife was there for you personally, but where were the women who reflected Rebecca? No, it was the rest of us bitches out here trying to make sure your voice was heard, your story was told, and you were taken seriously. So how dare you turn around and act like that don't mean nothing? It is so unbelievable to me how many like niggas but like high profile niggas have literally no problem even wildly unnecessarily throwing black women away you had no there was this serves serves you no good none not at all None at all. Besides, you could have just shut the fuck up. You didn't have to say nothing. You didn't have to say anything. Or you could have said, at all. "I didn't never witness on that, but I love Gabrielle and I support her one hundred percent." You could have left it at Again, either one of those. Even if you don't like her, you could have said, "Yes, I never experienced racism or witnessed uh, racism at all." But hopefully, the investigation that's literally taking place right now will get to, will be, like someone will get to the bottom of it, and we can just you know move forward for the better. You didn't have you literally made the choice to say fuck what she talking about and you never needed to you didn't so you know what you wrinkly ass bitch say it again fuck you you are a boy Damon you are a fucking boy (laughs) 
You should be ashamed of yourself. And I know that you ain't. But fuck you. Yeah. I know a lot of black women who don't feel sad or ashamed or regret for taking up for Terry Crews. But I do. I wish I had not done that. And that's because black women historically have taken up the cause for niggas who would just as gladly spit in their fucking faces and shit in their mouths before they set us on fire and left us to burn. So I really wanted to be the type of bitch who did not ride for black men who did not ride for us. I really did want to be that girl. And it's not that I regret taking up for somebody who was assaulted. It's not like I, t- I regret taking up for somebody who was violated. I regret taking up for somebody and riding for this nigga and cussing people out and championing his cause when all along and deep down, he was still ready to shit on black girls whenever his moment came back around. I mean, it was never going to be reciprocated. It, so easy. it was never going to be reciprocated. Ever. And yeah, you're on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Great show, funny show. It's on B- NBC now. So maybe you felt even more of a reason to like make sure the white folks knew you loved your new job or whatever else. But man, fuck you. There was literally, again... No reason. I ain't got for it. shit for that, and no I ain't had shit for that. For I said that shit last March when he got on Twitter talking about black yep. men. I just have to say I'm so sorry because if you know if it wasn't me, I would have thought this was some bullshit too. Like, so you let us, you literally sat back and let black women be the ones who champion your cause all the way into mainstream media, all the way into people giving a fuck about it. Because had you left it up to niggas, would nobody give a fuck about what happened exactly. to you? But black women cared because black women care when shit happens to us, and this is how you do us man fuck you to all fucking eternity i could not believe terry cruz did us like that so to see him turn around and do this shit less than a year it's like you still have not learned since then i honestly thought since last march terry cruz would have sat the fuck down and been like damn i really fucked up rebecca call your dark skin friends and let's talk about what went wrong here like (laughs) let's talk about how this was fucked up with me let's talk about how like what did i get wrong here what do i not understand let's get on some growth shit but no you decided to get on your be a bitch shit and i can't respect it um, yeah. Fuck Terry Crews, man. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to say is a uh, huge fuck you to the NBA. Y'all should have canceled them games. Absolutely. God damn it. You should have canceled. <laughs> Again, I tried to just sort of stick to Netflix and my PlayStation and just stay there because I was really fucking yeah. upset. I've been heavy on Mario Kart 8. I can't lie. I've been it's on online every day. I've been playing. Hillary Clinton was racing with me the other day. <laughs> So. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna airdrop you the picture. It was Hillary Clinton. Um, so I'm just really like I was really really grossed out by not only the fact that these players were still made to go and play these games, the amount of of media coverage around people's mourning was so gross to me. Yeah, when I watched that, like that. Interview, if you want to call it that, with Doc Rivers, I was like, I was waiting for the moment where somebody was going to be like, "All right, let's just let this man go. Yes. Let like this is enough." And it never came. No nope. one said anything. No one pat this thing on the shoulder. No one said it's going to be all right. You got this. Nope. There were so many photos of the players at their games weeping, like. Mm-hmm. There, I saw a video today, literally in tears, of LeBron. I think he may have just gotten off a jet or something like that. Walking and he on the was tarmac? Like, yes. I saw that and too. And he was visibly, like, crying. Wiping tears away. And this was something from, like, far out. Like, it wasn't right up on him. So, there... 
People's grief isn't Ooh, news. People shit, grieving does not man. need to be the news. I don't need to see people. I don't. I don't know next to anything about like the stats or like the actual basketball history of a LeBron James or a, a Kobe Bryant or anybody like that. I could have told you that LeBron James was probably somewhere incredibly broken up about yep. it. We don't need to be in. Give these people the room to cry, to grieve, yes. to mourn, to like suffer. We don't need to be like it just feels gross to me to have like five six microphones and phone you know and all of this shit and recorders in people's face and all that stuff and just making headlines out of all of these notable people in sports or wherever else grieving and being yeah. incredibly sad when this man literally just passed away when are, when is the point where we say either as folks involved in media or just people who are witnessing it, mm -hmm. when is it the point where we'd be like, all right, we're human beings. There's only so much that we can take. Maybe back the fuck off and have a little bit of fucking respect, have little decorum, and give people the room to, to, like, to even, like, actually understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people are probably... Like people, especially that knew him, are probably are probably still trying to make sense of what is even the fuck going exactly. on. Exactly. You know, I'm sure that people aren't even really like as much as we are in shock and disbelief. His closest friends and family are even more fucked up right now. They didn't expect this coming any more than we did. Not to mention even players that like have never met Kobe Bryant, but play the game because they were inspired about that man. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's why are we? magnifying their pain it's not necessary but past that the fact that the nba didn't cancel them games to me was super gross and then i saw something that said like they were postponing the lakers first game and like there was a tweet i believe from the nba that said like <laughs> out of respect or maybe it was a, a statement from them out of respect for the lakers organization that's why they were doing it as if that was the only organization Girl, right in the league that was affected by yes. kobe bryant's death trey young plays for the whack-ass hawks and gianna that was one of her favorite players everybody's game should have been canceled on Sunday. Everybody's point blank period. After the news came out, everybody's game should have been canceled and they weren't because why money? Exactly. And even though these wealthy ass people who run the NBA could easily absorb those costs and move right the fuck on, they chose to not. Nick and the same thing happened with the Grammys. I know y'all wanted the Grammys canceled because Kobe built the Staples Center or whatever. He made the Lakers into this right. huge dynamite powerhouse and all that. But if they didn't cancel this shit for Whitney Houston, they wasn't going to cancel it for Kobe Bryant right. it's too much money at That's stake yeah. it's too much ad shit you gotta return it's too much shit that white people very wealthy white people by the way yes. these are not regular white people right. these are white people who could take all the costs of the cancelled Emmys and absorb that a hundred times over thank you chose to not exactly because fuck your black ass and so now we get to watch a basketball game with all of these niggas weeping into their yeah. you know their arms and stuff yes. like that while on fucking, the fucking court while Roddy Rich is playing like there's no fucking problem in the middle <sighs> I don't want to hear the box right now Child. any other time I would have wanted to I don't want 
everyone hear it right now. People are fucking suffering. That to me was so gross on top of the fact that all of these reporters and interviewers and all of these people from the media are just shoving microphones into anybody's face and then making news out of the fact that they are suffering and they are in pain. The clip going viral is what they want. Gross. They want the clip of you crying and looking emotional to be the reason people click. It's all about clicks and engagement and views and money and ads. It's all about that shit. And you have completely stripped away the fact that these are human beings. Kobe Bryant, after everything else, was a human fucking bling made of flesh and blown in bud, just like the rest of us. You, blown. You, you heard what I you said. You know what the fuck I meant. But we I know meant. what you were talking about. Blown as well, bitch. Absolutely. He was made of blown and every goddamn thing else, and he was a human fucking being. And these people knew him in a way we did not. Exactly. Friend and mentor and advisor and confidant and, and coach and every fucking thing else. When like, we think about Kobe Bryant, we'll think God about damn, man. You know, sports and basketball or whether or not you know you're rooting for him or rooting against him and all of that stuff and then like you have his kids you have Vanessa yes. who are going to think about birthdays who are going to think about anniversaries she has a seven month old child about, like, right now whose birthday is coming up and what is she gonna do on that baby's first birthday without her husband when Gianna's birthday comes up. And we're talking about them making sense of that and living in the, or attempting to understand this as reality right now. Right now. And they will not be able to do yes. that for a while. Yes. And y'all are already trying to make viral clips out of people reacting to or, or suffering from. It's gr- it's just gross. And I'm sure that there's a lot to be said about the, about the reasoning behind why the engagement is what it is mm. for those types of clips. But at some point we have to be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Right. We don't need to do this. We are better than this. We are better than however much more money we're going to get off of clicks and ad views or whatever. Like it has to be at some point. It has to be more about people and less about money or fame or clout or fucking retweets or whatever dumbass whack ass reason y'all are doing the shit y'all are doing. That alongside the like just the day before that I read something about how these kids on TikTok dropping their nut sacks into soy sauce and whatever the fuck. And Your nuts have taste buds? What the fuck is that? I said, Lord, whenever you're ready. Can you taste like, all through your nuts? Because if so, why you niggas will be washing your nuts? I honestly feel like y'all would be washing your nuts more often if you is knew that why you don't? they were. Right. Because you don't like want to taste dove? <laughs> okay, I mean, girl, y'all. you can rinse it off real good with hot water like everybody else. I'm just saying. It's yeah. possible. So fuck Terry Crews and fuck the NBA for not canceling those that games. That shit was so it fucked up. It was just dirty and it was disgusting and wrong. And I'm like, get the cameras. Like, let these get. men make their statements whenever they want to. Yes. And for those of you who are mad at Vanessa and LeBron and Shaq and whoever else for not saying shit, mind your goddamn business. How could you be? How because people be? feel entitled to other people's That's pain. That's disgusting. They feel entitled to see how devastated Vanessa is. She's been with that nigga since she was 17. He's He was 41 years old. Most of their lives they've <laughs> been together. You can just rest assured that the bitch is heartbroken and let it go. I, 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 don't I saw somebody tweet earlier about how black women's average net worth is only $5 and here go a non-black woman about to get all Kobe Bryant's worth and why is it that black see, women are this, this, this. And you know what? I would love to have the conversation, but not because somebody else died. I would not like to have that conversation because Kobe Bryant died. And also, black women could also just choose not to be with broke niggas. We could do that. 
We could choose not to marry or procreate or whatever with broke niggas, but then y'all would have no baby mamas and no wives. So I just really want y'all to stop acting like this woman's pain don't mean nothing because she's not black. I am the last person to ride for Vanessa Bryan. I don't know that lady, but I'm not finna shit on her. You know why? Because she lost her fucking husband. And if that wasn't bad enough, because I don't give a shit about husband, she lost her 13-year-old daughter. So shut the fuck up Be sometimes. quiet. Her 13-year-old like, child. How can y'all act like this? I know that, like, the social media thing Say it. in times of, of tragedy or chaos or whatever is to just... Be heard in whatever way you feel like you can be. And I, I know that just f- literally, like, I feel like since as far as I can remember back on Twitter, when a celebrity would die, I would just be like, rest in peace. Bye. Because I'm not finna, like, I don't want to go through yeah. all of the disgusting shit that comes from a lot of y'all's fingertips. And it's really like, I, it should be enlightening mm-hmm. for some of y'all. But I know that it never will be because many of y'all ain't shit. And that's just how it's going to be. But some of this stuff I just feel like is, it should be common fucking sense. Like I saw, I saw a tweet from Lil Nas X where he was like apologizing for being happy about his first Yeah, people were like, how dare you be excited because Kobe died? And it's like, you can't expect this young boy to not be excited about winning his first goddamn Grammy either. Like, Thankfully, most of the, but I saw the tweet first. Like, I didn't see any actual whatever. Yeah. But most of the people responding responding to it were like, child, fuck these people. Like, it is fine. Yes. You can be happy that you won a Grammy and be upset that Kobe Bryant died. Just like like when Billie Eilish won Album of the Year or whatever, and she started crying or, you know, white woman emoting and talking about how Ariana deserved it. And then, of course, the camera pans the Ariana. And she's like, girl, take your moment, bitch. Don't worry about me. Take your shit. Like, Lil Nas X deserves his moment. I don't think the Grammy should have been canceled. I don't. Especially because they didn't cancel that shit for Winnie Houston. So Kobe Bryant, who rapped yeah, very briefly, and we all chose that. to ignore that. I don't I don't feel like they should have canceled the Grammys for that, even though he made the Lakers and Staples Center, you know, what it is. He was a huge part of that. I totally get that. And it at least gave the black folk a, a time to put him up on the screen with the other black person. But I do think to, I do think Kobe passing. is worth celebrating and I think he's worth remembering and I think his life is worth the respect that so many people have have given him i do and i feel like we're all human beings we're all gonna go through shit it's gonna be rough and bad at times for every last one of us but how can you not look at this situation and just feel for the humanity of it all how can you not feel for kobe and gianna that little girl 13 years old terrified knowing that her life is about to end but not really understanding what that means and then her daddy right next to her thinking about not only her and the fact that he can't save her from this but his wife who he's leaving behind with three other fucking children and all of his other family yeah, all right. and every like it's like it's too it's like exactly you see how you just got like emotional and you're like bitch please shut up everybody should be thinking about this in a human way instead of a celebrity way it's not Kobe Bryant necessarily it is but it's also a man who left behind a family who is grieving for him several of them right and it was a whole nother like it was another family who the mama daddy and a child died right. so the two older siblings are left to grieve both their parents and a younger sister what the fuck is that 
the pilot's family, like it's multiple families and countless people impacted by this. And y'all just choose to be like, yeah. well, Shaq ain't said nothing yet on Twitter or Instagram. Therefore, therefore, shut your fucking bitch ass up, bitch. And mind your goddamn business. Who cares if Shaq ain't issued some bitch ass, shitty ass iOS press release at this point? Who like, gives a fuck? Like that kind of thing specifically doesn't even make sense because why would people that you know to be Woo! closest to these people? Yes rush to let you know how they feel about right. it. Again, I would expect people like a Vanessa, like a Shaq, yes. like people that I know to have been incredibly close to this person to be the last people I would hear from exactly. because they're probably still trying to make sense of exactly. it. And Lord only knows if and when they'll be able to do that. But y'all have to be heard and seen and you just need your, for your tweets to be rung off or whatever. When you could just shut up. When you could just not it's say right the fuck there. anything. It's so easy rest in peace Kobe anyway. Bryant rest in peace Gianna Bryant UConn so I don't I know you don't really follow basketball like this but Gianna had committed to UConn verbally she's only 13 long time ago I read about this so yeah. so she did and so today UConn had a game today being Monday evening UConn had a game and they draped Gianna's jersey over one of the chairs and put flowers on it which literally made me cry <sighs> Because as sad as it is to lose Kobe Bryant, who I truly feel was growing and being a better man year after year. Like, I feel like he was one of those cases where you like, see how niggas can start off one way and then actually grow and change and develop and be better people. I feel like that was genuinely him. And all these clips are coming out, all these interviews and stuff he's done and how proud of he was, he was of her and how yeah. she was basically his little mini me. Like she was following in the basketball footsteps and for them to die together like that, it's just tragic. And I don't know how y'all can ignore the heartbreak in it. But you can I, just shut up. I just have to pray for y'all souls. Because people being celebrities should not strip their humanity away from them for you. It should not. It should not take away their humanness. It should not take away their personhood. But it does for entirely too many people. Yeah. So I'm so sorry, Vanessa, that you lost your husband and your child. I'm sorry, Natalia and Capri and Bianca and everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to every single person who was directly affected by this because I cannot imagine the bullshit. The Chester family, Altabelli family. Every last one, y'all. Every last everybody. one, y'all. It's just too much. It's just, too, it's such a sad way to die. When you think about them kids, more than anything else. Yeah. 13 years old, you just don't deserve that bullshit. But anyway. That's the show for this week. That's right. Thank you guys for listening mm -hmm. once again. We appreciate y'all so much. Don't forget to shop sustainably in this new year with Thread Up. That's right. They're the largest online thrift store with favorite brands like Vince, Everlane, Madewell, and more for up to 90% off the estimated retail price. You can get an exclusive offer of 30% off your first order when you go to threadup.com slash read. That's T H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash R-E-A-D for 30% off your first order today. Terms to apply, but it's a great way to revamp your wardrobe and get new and fun things for the seasons and the times and the events and everything else. Kid Fury, any news for you this week? Yes, we do have some interesting news for you guys. Okay. First of all, our seven year anniversary show at the Apollo is sold out. So what? thanks to all of you guys who purchased tickets. Um, for yourselves, for we'll your friends, on February for your 15th, mates. Without your man, actually. February 15th, you probably broke up with his ass. I mean, yeah, by then. <laughs> 
So we'll yeah, see you for we there. Will see you, all you can have your questions ready about that nigga. Be ready, you know girl. We do that. You know we do that. <laughs> um, and also this spring, um, the read is back on the road. We hitting the road back. Don't you? Well, no. Won't and you, you still won't you black come? some more, some more, <laughs> some more, some more. So I was gonna say, won't you come back? But that was even better. <laughs> um, so we're dropping uh, through some of our fave cities uh, from. You should the just end read it. You should just read it off through May. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Um, so March 21st we'll be in Dallas, Texas, and then we're going to fly right on over to Houston, Texas on the 22nd. We will be in Los Angeles, California on the 28th of March. Yay! yay. April. <laughs> that was a choice. That was a choice you made. LA, I'm so sorry I did that. Uh, <laughs> you should forgive me. April 11th, we will be in Atlanta, Georgia. You have anything for that? I, I'm going to do something. Hey, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I will stop. April 25th, we will be in Detroit, Michigan. And May 9th, we're going to be in Chicago, Illinois. Hopefully finding a good dispensary. Actually, somebody, um, mm-hmm. somebody sent me a message about that that I felt like added so, some context. A lot of very fine niggas in Chicago. So... I bet. Might also be looking for something else. But, but um, amen. Hallelujah. We will be there. Tickets go on sale this Friday, January 31st at 12 p.m. Eastern on thereadlive.com. So if we will be in your city or one near you, make sure you check them out. Again, thereadlive.com. But the website will not be up until Friday, January oh, yeah. 31st, 12 p.m. Eastern. Michael J. Fox on Twitter <laughs> said, Get the fuck out of here. Super late, but Chicago dispensaries weren't ready for recreational. The state can't grow enough, can't import, and the law requires they maintain stock for medicinal patients, but a medical patient can add someone on their card. Oh, so I just need to meet so somebody with a card then is, in, but, yeah. in Chicago. That's all that is. I mean, I'm going to have my weed regardless. I will make it way out of nowhere. That ain't no problem. But yes, on sale Friday, January 31st at 12 p.m. Eastern on TheRelive.com and on Ticketmaster if you want tickets to come see us in any of those cities, Dallas, Houston, L.A., Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago. Um, And thank you for your continued support. I think... That's all. Yes. Do we have a message for the people this week? Thank you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> that brief throwback to uh, Jerry Springer that I missed. But oh, like, somebody told us we were wrong, and it's Arthur. No, it's it, no. I mean, it may be Arthur, but it's also definitely Jerry he Springer. Definitely said that on Jerry whoever Springer said Arthur was week. younger than both of us. Probably. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. 
Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 